Welcome to this edition of Back to Basics with Pastor Brian Broderson. God's going to speak to us oftentimes through other people, preachers and teachers, through brothers and sisters with a, a prophetic utterance, sometimes just in random conversations that actually turn out to be prophetic conversations. We didn't even know it. But again, the common denominator is people are involved. So what does that tell us? It tells us that we have to be with people. Today on Back to Basics, Pastor Brian continues his study in the book of Acts. Join us as Pastor Brian concludes his teaching on Acts, chapter 13, verses 1 through 5 in a message titled, Sent Out by the Holy Spirit. Now, here's Pastor Brian. When someone is preaching, like I myself, oftentimes, not always, but oftentimes, I can even sense myself when there's a prophetic thing happening. I can can feel it. I get enough of a sense that God is leading me in this direction. And sure enough, that oftentimes is the very thing that really, you know, spoke to a person. Then with the, the prophetic utterance, you also, you as the, as the bringer of the prophetic word, so you have a sense. God's putting this on your heart. So you have a sense that God is speaking through you to somebody else. Now, when it comes to this next thing, the prophetic conversation, this is one that's interesting because I've seen this many times over and the person who's delivering the prophetic word in this case doesn't even realize that that's what's happening. They don't know it. They're just talking. They're having a conversation. But the listener suddenly realizes, wow, in this conversation, things that they're saying are speaking directly to issues that are there in that person's life. Now, I I have had this experience a number of times where I'm in conversation with somebody and they don't have the slightest idea that what they're saying in the conversation is God speaking right to me. And and I'm marveling. I'm, I'm listening going, wow, this is amazing. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. I needed you to speak to me. And here this, this unsuspecting uh, person is just talking about, you know, something rather random it might seem, but nevertheless, it, it comes through prophetically. So this is what we're talking about. The, the Holy Spirit said, the Spirit speaks to us. Um, I have a vivid memory from many, many years ago. Some of you have heard me mention about a season, a long season of illness that I went through, and along with that illness, there was a ton of confusion about life and ministry and everything else. And and I remember there was a season there uh, in the midst of that long illness where I just was desperate to hear a word from the Lord. I, I, I just got to a place where I... I felt like I can't even go on unless God speaks to me. So I, w- I was really in my spirit and, and even in my prayers, I was crying out, you know, Lord, speak to me. And uh, it was during this time that we, we were traveling a little bit with uh, Pastor Chuck and with Kay. And, and I remember we went on a trip together with them and Pastor Chuck was speaking at a church on that morning. And of course, you know, we went along and nobody knew this except me. I was, I was just so desperate, 
So I was hoping that this would be the moment when God would speak to me because I just, I needed the word and I needed it yesterday. And so we go and, you know, we go to the church and I'll never forget, you know, Pastor Chuck gets up and he says, uh, he, he tells everybody to open their Bibles to Habakkuk and he's going to give a message that I had heard him give, I don't know, three or four times prior to this moment. And because I had heard him give the message before, the minute he said open to this particular text, I thought, oh, darn, you know, God's not going to speak to me today because I know this message. I know what Chuck's going to say. I know all the points. This is not, uh, seriously, in my mind, I was just like, oh, Lord, I need you to speak to me yesterday and you're not even going to speak to me today because I know what Chuck's going to say about this. And so I sat there and Pastor Chuck began to teach on Habakkuk, the just shall live by faith. And by the time that message is over, this is what it felt like. It felt like there wasn't a single other person in that building except me. And the person speaking was not Pastor Chuck Smith. It was the Lord himself. That's how incredibly prophetic and, and intimate that message became. And that was a message that defined my life from that day to this day. And the message was, the just shall live by faith. And the Lord just said, Brian, this is my word for you. You're going to live by faith. In other words, you're not going to see it. You're not necessarily going to feel it. You're not necessarily going to want it. But you're going to do it, and you're going to do it by faith. And, and it was so powerful. It was so prophetic I left there that day surprised, like I said, because I was expecting that to not happen after I heard what the message was going to be. But I also left there in peace, knowing that God had spoken to me and I could now just simply rest in what he said. So we're talking about this kind of ministry, God saying, God speaking, and my whole point in sharing all this with you is this still happens today. God speaks to us today. We come here on Sundays. I hope you come here on Sunday to have God speak to you because that's what he does. He wants to speak into our lives. And of course, in the situation here, he's speaking very specifically and he's giving very clear instruction. So the Holy Spirit said, and then as we read on, we come to verse four and it says, so being sent out by the Holy Spirit. So these are the two things. The Holy Spirit says, and then the Holy Spirit sends. Now, the Holy Spirit sends, I'll come back to these in a moment, but we see in the context that prayer is part of the sending, they pray. We can assume that provision was also made for them as they were sent. But what we also see as we read the, the whole story as we move on to them going to Cyprus and eventually going to Paphos in Cyprus and this encounter with Sergius Paulus, who was the proconsul of the region and uh, a man who was intelligent, as the text says, and he was open to the gospel. But remember, there's this sorcerer, this man, uh, Elamus or Bar-Jesus, and he is a false prophet. He's a Jew but he's engaging in sorcery. And here we see that the Holy Spirit sent them out with power. Because 
as they are seeking to lead Sergius Paulus to faith in Christ, Bar-Jesus, the, the false prophet, opposes them. And then, if you remember, it says this in verse 9, then Saul who is also called Paul. And incidentally, this is the place where the transition comes in the name from Saul to Paul. So never again in Acts will Saul be called Saul. He will from this point forward be called Paul. And also from this point forward, Paul becomes the evident leader and Barnabas takes a subservient sort of a role. So that, that's just kind of incidental to the text. But Saul, who is also called Paul, Look what it says, filled with the Holy Spirit. So you see, the Holy Spirit sent them, and part of that sending was to empower them. So he's filled with the Holy Spirit, and he looks intently at this man, Elamus, and he says, oh, full of all deceit and all fraud, you son of the devil. Now he said, his name was Bar-Jesus. You know what that means? Son of Jesus. So this guy was presenting himself as somehow connected to Jesus. And Paul says, oh no, you're not connected to Jesus. You're the son of the devil. And through the power of the spirit, places a judgment upon this man and uh, he goes away, you know, he's blinded. He goes away groping. And Sergius Paulus sees this power and Sergius Paulus believes the gospel. And we assume that he received Christ as a result of that. So prayer, provision, power. Now, as we've been emphasizing the work of the spirit, here's the application. I don't want us to miss this. That the Holy Spirit is working through people. See, everything we're reading The Holy Spirit said, the Holy Spirit did, but there's people connected to it. So when we talked about the Holy Spirit said, how did he say it? Was there just suddenly an an audible voice out of nowhere in the room that said, separate to me Barnabas and Saul for the work that I've called them to? No. More than likely, although that is possible, but more than likely it was through one of the prophets who was there. They received that word from God and they spoke that word from God. And so when we think about God speaking to us, this is the point. God's going to speak to us oftentimes through other people. Preachers and teachers, through brothers and sisters with a a prophetic utterance, sometimes just in random conversations that actually turn out to be prophetic conversations. We didn't even know it. But again, the common denominator is people are involved. So what does that tell us? It tells us that we have to be with people. We have to be together. We have to be part of the community. We have to be part of the body. You know, one of the most unhealthy things you can do as a Christian is fail to connect with the body of Christ. If you are isolated, if you're just on your own, if you're out there just going, well, you know, I'm following the Lord, but uh, you know, I've got my Bible and I listen to the radio, Bible teaching and all that, but I don't really plug into a church and I don't really know any other believers, you're, you're hugely missing out. And the likelihood that you're going to be getting clear, directive 
prophetic words from the Lord is decreased because you're not in an environment or around the people where that's going to happen. So we can't be independent Christians. God intended that when you become a believer in Jesus, you are born into a family and you are to engage with that family. So God speaks through people. And then the same is true as we read about the Holy Spirit sending them out. So we've already seen, he used people. What did they do? Well, they prayed for them. They laid hands on them. They prayed for them. So that was one thing. And like I said, we can assume that there was provision that was made. The people provided. They didn't just say, okay, see you later. Go out there and change the world for Jesus. No, there was a a connection. And actually, there was an ongoing connection between these men and this church because they would go out on these journeys and then they would come back. This was their home base, so to speak. And they would come back and report and tell everybody all that God had done. So there was an ongoing connection and there was a support system. And so again, the point being, this is the way God still works. He uses people. He uses people to speak into our lives. And he uses people to pray for us. And he uses people to help those that he's calling to go into specific places. He uses them to help get his servants there. So it's one big joint effort that we're all involved in. But if our mentality is just that, well, you know, I I go to this church. Yeah, I go there on Sundays. Uh, Yeah, I'm pretty regular. You know, I go like every six weeks, you know, I'm I'm there. (laughs) It's so funny. I'll meet people, you know, and haven't. I remember years ago, there was a, a guy, this is when I was pastoring in London, and you know, he's a great guy, and you're kind of getting to know him, and, and then I, I didn't see him for like, I don't know, three months, and, and I remember he came back to church one morning, we were talking, and I said, so I just, because in our previous conversation, he told me how much he loved the church, and man, this is my church, and this is the greatest church I've ever been to, and so I just said, hey, well, I thought this was your church. He goes, it is my church. Oh, well, where you been? Well, I don't know, you know, but it's still my church. So he didn't make any connection like you should go to your church. He just had a church that when he decided he wanted to go, well, that's my church. Uh, That's not the way it works. That we've got to engage. We talk about the community groups. We got, you know, all different kinds of things happening uh, and I know, yes, oh man, but my life is so busy and all of that. Yeah, everybody's life is busy. But there's priorities in life. And the big priorities are, man, I got to hear God speaking to me. I, I, I want to be involved in the plan and the purpose of God for my life. Because God has a plan and a purpose. And that's what I'm going to close with. There is still much work to be done And the Holy Spirit wants to use us. The Holy Spirit wants to send some out. The Holy Spirit wants a support base for those that are being sent. And all of those things are going to happen as we come together consistently as God's people. And as we saw originally, as they worshiped the Lord, as they waited upon God, it was there that God really made clear 
his call, his plan, his purpose for these men at that particular time. And, you know, as you and me, as, as we are looking for God's direction for our lives, as we're seeking to discover God's will, whatever it might be, this is gonna, how it's going to happen. It's going to happen as we come together faithfully and consistently as the people of God and seek him. And like I said, there, there's still much work to be done. You know, because what was started that we've been studying here through the book of Acts is still going on today. Getting the gospel out into the world and seeing people come to Jesus and be built up in their faith and become members of God's family and part of his new humanity and community. All of that is still happening today. We're still engaged in this same thing. And we can't get distracted from that. And there are so many distracting things. I mean, some of the things that are distracting us are just so petty. And, and in, in the end, you just think, wow, really? You're, you're not seeking the Lord for that? You're glued to the TV or to the internet or to you know, something like that. And that's consuming all of your time and energy and everything. And, you know, and those are the things, obviously, we just need to... We need to set that aside. And sometimes the distractions are maybe, maybe they're no, noble causes or, or something that we think is, well, this is, you know, we've got to really make sure this gets done or we've got to be involved in that. And maybe, but remember that according to scripture, the need is not the call. The call is the call. What do I mean by that? People have asked me, like, well, why, you know, why do you go minister in, like, England? You know, aren't there far greater needs in other parts of the world? Well, probably so. And I, I will go, you know, to other parts of the world as well. But I want to go where God calls me to go. Because if God calls me to go there, then I know it's going to be effective. It's going to be fruitful. If I just look at a map and say, okay, where's the place of the greatest need? Well, I can go to the place where there's the greatest need. But if God hasn't called me to go there, then I'm just going to add to the problem, not solve the problem. So we believe that the call is the call, not the need being the call. Of course, God will call us to places where the need. God knows what's needed everywhere. And he knows not only what's needed, but he knows what the, the climate is. He knows what the atmosphere is. He knows what's happening in the spiritual realm. And, and we might look at a certain place and say, well, the need is greater over there. But actually, God's calling you over here because what you do here in the long run is going to have an effect over here. But, but at the time, you can't see that. So one other distraction that we need to be careful about. This one is, I think, very, it's subtle, but it, it can be a distraction. It's the, the distraction of guessing, trying to figure out, and trying to base life on when we think the Lord's coming back. Let me just say this. Nobody knows when it's all coming down. Nobody. 
your greatest prophecy experts don't know. Jesus Christ said he didn't know. But what am I saying? I'm saying that these things can become a distraction from the thing that we are called to do. And Jesus himself said it to his own disciples at the very beginning of the story of the book of Acts when they asked him the question, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? That, that's what they're asking about. Or is this it? Are you going to set up the millennium? And what did Jesus say? He said, it's not for you to know. The times of the seasons the Father has put in his own authority, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you shall be witnesses to me to the uttermost parts of the earth. That's where we're still at today. It's not for you to know the times of the seasons. It's not for us to get all hung up on this and trying to figure all of this out. That can become a distraction. What are we to do? Well, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. That's what we are to do. We are to keep moving forward with the gospel, to keep advancing the gospel, taking it into places where either it's not been or it was there a long time ago or it, you know, help is needed, whatever. That, that's what we are to be doing. And as we seek the Lord, as we worship him together, as we wait upon him, he will give us that word. He will speak as he did here in our text and say things like, separate to me these people for this particular task. Now, I am of the firm conviction that every single one of us have something that God is going to speak to us and say, I'm setting you apart for this. Now, they were sent out. They were sent out on this long journey, and they would go out more times than this. Uh, we might just be sent to a new neighborhood. We might be sent to a new job. We might be sent to a new profession. But we also might be sent to a different country. It's possible. But the, the thing that we need to be is, is open and waiting upon the Lord, worshiping the Lord, which implies they're yielded to the Lord so he can speak and then we can go wherever it is that he calls us to go and to do whatever it is that he has planned for us to do for him. So may God help us to just have that, that yieldedness to him and to, to just be seeking him and, and know that in his time and in his way, as we do that and as we put ourselves in those places that God will speak. He'll speak to us and he will give us the word we need. And now, let's join Pastor Brian in the studio as he shares about this month's resource. Hi, I want to take a minute and tell you about a fantastic book on the subject of the grace of God. This is one of the greatest topics that we could ever study and we could ever come to really thoroughly understand. God's grace, God's grace is what saves us. God's grace is what 
carries us through life and God's grace is what will ultimately lead us home. And my wife, Cheryl Broderson, she has written an amazing book on grace. It's called A Woman's Battle for Grace. And I would like to recommend this, not just to our women listeners, although it's sort of specifically for women, but it's a little more general on grace. So I think any of you men that would be interested in the topic, you would be blessed by this book as well. So it's called A Woman's Battle for Grace, and it's by Cheryl Broderson. And I want to recommend that you get it and read it, and I guarantee that you'll be blessed by it. Again, this month's resource is a book titled A Woman's Battle for Grace by Cheryl Broderson. You can order the book A Woman's Battle for Grace by going to our website, backtobasicsradio.com. Scroll down until you see the photo of it and then click on the donate button. When you give a gift to Back to Basics, we'll send you the book A Woman's Battle for Grace by Cheryl Broderson to help you experience the power of God's grace within your life. It's our way of saying thank you for your generous support of this ministry. We'd also like to remind you that all of our other resources are waiting for you at backtobasicsradio.com or by calling our request line at 1-800-733-6443. That's 1-800-733-6443. Our desire is to encourage you in your daily walk with God. We'll continue tomorrow with more valuable insights from Pastor Brian as we study together in the book of Acts. Back to Basics is the preaching and teaching ministry of Calvary Chapel, Costa Mesa, California.